You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Story. She came here the legal way. She ran on a conservative agenda and got herself elected to the United States Congress uh, just about a week ago or so in a special election in Texas. Well, when you get sworn in as a new member of Congress, the Speaker of the House actually does it for Democrats and for Republicans. Now, you'll see her whole family is there and you see the little girls there in the white dress. So sweet, so nice. Nancy wants nothing to do with them. They are cramping her style. Something's up. Take a look. Uh, we wanted our Did you see that? Did you see that? She looks at that kid and elbows that child, that beautiful, innocent child. What's the problem, Nancy? What could possibly be the problem? I've actually got a lot of theories. First of all, the look she gives her at first. What are you doing in my space? Don't you know I'm the Speaker of the House of Representatives and a very rich woman? Oh, and my outfit is far more expensive than your little simple white dress from Texas. I'm serious. I know for a fact that she's got a wacko thing going about clothes. I've seen her here in New York City, in a store called Saks Fifth Avenue, looking at herself in the mirror in this crazy expensive orange pantsuit, okay? Just gazing at herself in the mirror. They closed down the floor just for her, but I can, uh, I got a way of seeing these things. Also, when she comes out of the White House, she wears crazy expensive clothes. This coat, I'm told, is $10,000 with $2,000 sunglasses. Who remembers this, by the way, when we all had to stay inside, couldn't do anything, couldn't get our hair cut during COVID, she was getting her hair done. In downtown San Francisco, September of 2020, there she is, no mask. Look at her little underling there, or maybe a guy who works at the hair salon, who knows. This is, I am sorry, a very, very mean, unfortunate, yeah, horrible and wretched person. I mean, when she stood behind the President of the United States and tore up that speech. It's one thing to disagree with an agenda, but this kind of display, I was, I remember when it happened, I couldn't believe it, I was agape. And then even more so, when the fake news really failed to make a big deal out of this. They just kind of like, oh, that's Nancy being Nancy. She's, she's feeling frustrated, right? How about when she ran to Chinatown and kissed everybody as a way to try to show that Trump was being mean to the Chinese because he wanted to shut down travel from China during the outbreak of COVID in the very early stages. Look at it. She just can't stop kissing people. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss that guy. I want to hug. It was all in an attempt to make Trump look, I don't know, xenophobic, right? Isn't that what they were trying to call him? This is a, I'm sorry, this thing with the kids, it made me think of all the crazy stuff she's done. Hey, also during COVID, remember that ice cream moment when she was bragging about, I don't know, her 
$50,000 refrigerator and all the goodies she had inside? Speaker Pelosi, what have you found? What are you going to share with us from your home? Chocolate. This is something you can get through the mail. Okay. Run out. Can I show, show you? Me. Yeah, absolutely. This is the episode of Cribs I never knew I needed. Oh, my. Wow. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. <laughs> See, yes. I've always felt a connection with you, and now I understand why. Mm -hmm. I was just having a blast, right? In that crazy expensive house, in that crazy expensive neighborhood, in those crazy expensive clothes, with the crazy expensive ice cream during COVID. Having a blast because she knew it was all being manipulated to hurt Trump. And now this moment with the kids. This moment with the kids. I... I'm telling you, this is a window into her soul. And here she is. She's decrying the, uh, the Roe v. Wade being overturned, yet bragging what a good Catholic she is and a good Christian. I'm sorry. I've got major, major issues with this. However, I do notice that she's nice to the children of Democrats. When she became the speaker the first time in 2007, it was a total free-for-all at uh, the speaker's podium there. Actually, I thought this was a little ridiculous. They had all these kids up there. I noticed she's not pushing anybody away. She loves it. I also noticed that they happen to all be uh, primarily Caucasian. I hate to bring race into this, but is it possible that Nancy had a problem with their Mexican heritage? I've never elbowed a kid like that. Have you? What would have motivated her? Uh, 2019, she did it again, all the kids up there, and uh, yeah, she does not seem to have a problem with the children of Democrats, but uh, oh, I'm so glad that Myra Flores, the new member of Congress, called this out, didn't hesitate, you know, I am so proud of my strong, beautiful daughter for not allowing this to phase her. She continued to smile and pose for the picture like a queen. No child should be pushed to the side for a photo op, period. Absolutely. Uh, can we see those two girls? Not only that, they stood their ground. They did not move. Anyway, although let's face it, it's kind of better than what Joe Biden did in these moments. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, one other thing that I'm reminded of with, with Nancy, the Trump derangement syndrome that she clearly suffers from, but there's a real evil streak in it as well. Is anybody running the executive branch of the government? Who is running the executive Well, sadly, branch? the person who's running the executive branch is a deranged, unhinged, dangerous president of the United States. And only a number of days until uh, we can be protected from him. Uh, but he has done something so serious uh, that there should be prosecution against him. You just pushed a kid with your elbow, and you're talking about deranged and unhinged. And here's something else. From a couple of years earlier, Trump is president. Look at what she says. Look at how she says it. And think of what happens next. What we are discussing today is the established fact that the president violated the Constitution. It is a matter of fact that the president is an ongoing threat to our national security and the integrity of our elections, the basis of our democracy. An ongoing national security threat. The integrity of our elections, it's a year before the election. What is she talking about? What is she thinking? 
What is she planning? Hmm? I'd like to know. Donald Trump has always, always had this woman's number, and he certainly did on Saturday night. Together, we are going to end Nancy Pelosi. She's crazy. We're going to end her political career once and for all. Looks like it's coming to an end. It better come to an end. Did better. And you know what? He, he Sometimes he calls her crazy Nancy, crazy Nancy. I like how he said it this time. He did it a little bit different. One more time. Together, we are going to end Nancy Pelosi. She's crazy. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, she's crazy. She is kind of crazy. I mean, let's face it. I will say this. What she did to that kid with the elbow is not as bad as what Joe Biden did to numerous children. Remember that with his hands and with his head and his nose? I mean, sniffing and touching and kissing children and sometimes old ladies. I mean, and I just incredibly inappropriate. No parent would like this happening to their children. I mean, stop it. Stop it. All right. So for all those terrible things I just said about Nancy, and I stand by him, by the way, um, not as bad as Joe. And everybody, everybody can find uh, can find their way closer to the truth. All right. Um, Roe v. Wade. Going to talk about that for a moment. Uh, I am happy about the decision. I really am. I think it's time potentially for a rebirth in this country. We have a lot to clean up. And I noticed over the weekend it seemed to be not as big a deal as the far left wanted it to be. People are actually, I think, in their core, comfortable with this. The states will determine it. Liberals in California, New York, abortion will be enshrined forever. Now, there were some disturbances, but not as bad as a lot were expecting. Take a look. Got to admit, that's a bit more intense than I was anticipating. Notice, though, if this were January 6th, the liberal media would be rooting for, uh, well, they wouldn't be rooting for the protesters, would they, right? The cops here are the enemy, according to the left, on this day. But on January 6th, they see things very, very differently. What did Kamala Harris see, our vice president? Well, she saw this from 40,000 feet. Air Force Two, she was surmising the news, and I think we have a, a tweet from her at 40,000 feet. She said the following, I know there are women who are afraid out there. To those of you who feel alone and scared, I want you to know that the president and I are fighting for you and your rights. We are in this fight together. All right. She's in Air Force Two, though, and uh, she really, really likes airplanes. Uh, she always has. Uh, she made it. I mean, I'm telling you, she's got a plane fetish. OK, uh, here she is getting on Air Force Two and everybody's taking. She always puts these videos out on social media. She is so impressed with this aspect of the job, the power, the perks. OK, the fun of it, not doing anything. She's a lazy woman, actually, from what I can tell. And um, during the campaign, I saw this, too, back then, um, the obsession with optics and look at how powerful and important I am. Sorry for dripping, but drip is what I do. In one of these days, I'm sorry for dripping, but drip is what I do.
You see, it's um, it's got kind of a, a gangster thing, right? You know, I'm cool. Look at me, private jets. That's all these um, these wannabe rich people or rich people. They just want to fly private. They can't stand being on JetBlue or Southwest with the rest of us. And again, oh, when she had the basketball summit, the, she met with all these uh, NBA players rich enough to have their own jets. And they met at a um, at an airport hangar. Take a look. Whatever this means, the whole thing means, look at us, we're important, we've got money, we're, we're, we're powerful. Uh, people don't like that. It's one of the many reasons why she will never be elected president. The Air Force Two picture, she's being reamed for it, even from the left. They find this, a lot of folks, uh, disgusting. It's also immature. It shows so many politicians get into it for the wrong reasons. They want this, they want the fame, they want the power, they want the stature, they want the perks. Donald Trump, remember, he had all of this stuff decades ago, decades ago. That's from the 1980s. He's flying around in his own helicopter. The uh, shock and awe of having a lot of stuff wore off by the time he got to the White House, and he could focus on us, although the swamp tried to take his focus away. Uh, they didn't win. They didn't win, and they won't win next time, I firmly believe. All right, stay with us. Coming up. Um, Neil Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett, they are being lied about, lied about left and right. We'll show you how, and we'll show you the evidence that they were telling the truth. Be right back. Whenever news breaks. A lot of destruction there. It was really the front lines in the battle. And wherever it happens. Dennis humanitarian corridors opened up this morning. We're trying to go rescue a 96-year-old lady that doesn't have anybody to take care of her. They're using ingenuity. They refuse to give up. That's incoming fire. Come on. Yeah, let's get down here. Newsmax is there for you. Is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just doesn't get it today? And the fake news, oh boy, are they incensed about this Roe v. Wade decision. Remember, they're supposed to uh, not take positions on hot-button issues, right? Especially ABC News. That's right down the middle, right? Just the facts. Now, I have an opinion show. I am quite upfront that I am a conservative. I like Trump. I like his style. I like the policies. Uh, but they pretend they're neutral. They're not. In fact, ABC News, I think that really should be abortion is better than children. I'm serious. Their attitude over there, totally, totally off the rails. They acted like, well, take a look. Just after 10 a.m. on Friday, a legal earthquake. The court stripping women of that fundamental right. It changes the status of American women as citizens of the United States and as citizens of their states. That's the big picture, but let's not mince words. Women will die because of this ruling. Today, I feel as though we have gone back in time, not just 50 years, but we've gone even further. Because for poor women, for black women, for women of color, uh, because uh, she goes on and on and on about racism, discrimination, and I, uh, well, 
They really are devastated over there, and so are some major league Democrats. I mean, they came out of retirement, semi-retirement. Michelle Obama, how heartbroken she is about all this. Barack Obama comes out with a big, long statement. Hillary Clinton, interesting, none of these folks had anything to say about the lack of baby formula, about inflation out of control, about losing in Afghanistan. Uh, nobody gave a damn about that. But they just want to stir the pot about abortion. Isn't that something? Also, when they tell you this about some of the justices, they're the ones who are lying. Take a look. Three Supreme Court justices lied under oath. Um, that means this is a devastating day for America. This is a question they lied. And they did that under oath. So uh, there should be consequences. These justices lied to get on the Supreme Court. We have three justices who lied under oath in order to achieve their seats on the court. I believe lying under oath is an impeachable offense. They didn't. They did not lie under oath. Uh, I can go through it. Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, they all testified for days and days and days. And they did not tip their hand, their cards, when it came to Roe v. Wade. That's what frustrated them so much, the, uh, the senators, some of them, the Democrats. Um, Gorsuch said, Roe v. Wade decided in 1973 is a precedent of the U.S. Supreme Court. It has been reaffirmed. So a good judge will consider it as precedent of the U.S. Supreme Court, worthy as treatment of president like any other. Now, some precedents are overturned. That has happened uh, let's see. He actually explicitly says, if I were to start telling you which are my favorite precedents or which are my least favorite precedents, or if I viewed precedent in that fashion, I would be tipping my hand and suggesting to litigants that I have already made up my mind about their cases. Um, they weren't lying. These people, they tell the truth very, very carefully, but that's not a lie. That is, that's honesty. That's honesty. And they hate it. And they are freaking out, all right? They are saying anything they can to delegitimize this court. In fact, even saying it's illegitimate. And that's dangerous. Here's Elizabeth Warren. She's so concerned about January 6th. This, this is arguably worse. Take, listen to this. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. She said because this opinion, you know, it's not her favorite opinion. She disagrees with it. The court is no longer legitimate. It's illegitimate. The judicial branch of government is illegitimate. Them's fighting words in a big way. Um, that's dangerous stuff. All right. Now, here's some silly stuff. Who remembers the band Green Day from, like, the 90s? I guess they were big in the 90s, Green Day. So they're performing over there in London, and Roe v. Wade drops, and these kids being, I don't know, leftists or whatever, or trying to impress the fans in the U.K., totally denounce the United States. I'm renouncing my citizenship. I'm fucking too much stupid in the world to go back to that miserable excuse for a country. 
Rock stars, what do you want from them? That's Billy Joe Armstrong. He said he's renouncing his citizenship. Does he need an abortion anytime soon? He's done very well in America. These are mediocre musicians. They're not that good, Green Day. Recently sold a house for $6.2 million. You really want to leave? Have at it. Have at it. Meanwhile, Pride Month, doesn't it seem like this is crazy? This has been going on forever. Pride this, pride that. And everybody's signing up. And some people, look, no judgment whatsoever, but the pride part of Pride Month is getting out of hand. You know who Jenna Bush is, the daughter of uh, the president? Here she is on her show. Somebody was filling in for Hoda. Uh, Jenna, of course, yes, the daughter of George W. Bush. And I think we're going to just point out here that she has a pretty sweet job on the Today Show. And she had no background in television or journalism before she got the job. She was a reading teacher in Baltimore and then hired as a correspondent for the Today Show. That is a pretty sweet job. Usually you work in a whole bunch of TV stations before you get such a job. She didn't have to. I have a feeling it had something to do with her father being the president. The president, by the way, remember George W. Bush, he appointed two of the guys who ruled, um, again, in the Dobbs case, Alito and um, Thomas, Thomas Roberts. No. What's his name again? What's his name? John Roberts. Thomas Roberts is a guy on CNN. Anyway, um, she is very wary about what people could be saying about her, I guess, at the Today Show. Take a look. We just have to acknowledge that a lot has been going on in the last 72 hours. We know that the country is feeling a range of emotions. The one thing that I love about this show is that it is a space for joy. It is a space for hope. Yes. Yeah, I think she's feeling very uneasy about, well, being a Republican, or at least her dad was a Republican, and she's hanging with this guy. I have no idea who it is, but he's very excited about it being Pride Month and his orientation. So they talk a lot about that. And Jenna, I can tell, I'm sorry, she's faking it because she's totally uncomfortable. So you know how like every year for the Oscars, there's always after parties everywhere? Yes. The Oscar party to get into is the Beyonce Jay-Z Oscar party. They have a... They take over the whole basement of the Chateau Marmont and it's like the biggest deal ever. Do they have one every year? Every year, every year. So I brought a friend of mine who's in the business. He tries to act like he doesn't care about celebrities. So we go to this Oscar party and we're standing up and all of a sudden I see this woman sauntering up and she's in this gilded gown and she's walking up and she comes up and it's Beyonce. Oh my gosh, I have chills. Now she has chills because that guy saw Beyonce at a party once. She's been on Air Force One. She's been in the Oval Office. I don't believe her. I just, this is the phoniness that I can't stand. And Chateau Marmont, that hotel is supposed to be a big deal. It is, I guess, in L.A. You know who hangs there? Hunter Biden. Back in his French aristocratic days, uh, he was all over that. Anyway, her co-host for the day, whatever his name is, tells us all about the fun time he had at the drag parade yesterday. It goes on and on and on. Yes, marching with drag queens. Uh, there are kids probably all over the place. And then he uh, wraps up with this. I look into the camera because I can't believe that I'm sitting here across from you hosting the Today Show from a town of 5,000 people. It is truly the American dream. And to all my gay brothers and sisters out there, you can live it too. 
We love you. We I love said you. I wasn't going to cry this morning. <laughs> it's Pride Month. <laughs> we love you, and we'll be back right after this. I, uh, give me a break, right? This is kind of nauseating. It's, uh, it's too much. It's too much. Nobody cares anymore. And half of America comes from a small town. What I see from Jenna is virtue signaling, right? Uh, especially when you're in a powerful position and you want to maintain that powerful position, you go with the flow. You go with what's fashionable right now, whether that's drag queens pretending you're impressed by Beyonce and doing whatever you can to atone that your dad appointed two of the critical judges on the Supreme Court. I think that's what's going on here. And also, by the way, she doesn't have the resume, has not done the work to be on that show. I'm sorry if that's kind of mean. Maybe it is, but I don't like this stuff being jammed down Americans' throats as it is through Pride Month, but it feels a lot longer. All right, stay with us. Hey, in school these days, the kids are learning all about puberty blockers. Yes, a pill that will stop you from having puberty. Does that sound healthy? Of course not. We'll be right back. go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. When you were in school, remember they would take out the projector and you'd see a, a film every now and then, maybe something about, I don't know, industry or science or space. They do things differently now. Uh, take a look at this. Come here. Oh, you need a name. Let's see. Wait a second. What gender are you? A person who is transgender is someone whose internal sense of their gender, being a boy, girl, or something else, doesn't match their physical body. People who feel this way sometimes feel anxious when they begin to reach puberty and their body starts to change in ways that don't match their internal sense of their gender. These feelings are totally normal. Aha. They're not, actually. They're not normal. I'm sorry, but it's called gender dysphoria, and it's a disorder. You can look it up in the psychiatry books. It's a disorder. It's okay to have a disorder. People have disorders, but it's not normal, all right? And they're trying to make it popular, it seems. This was shown in Albany area schools. It gets worse. Endocrinologists specialize in hormones, and they are the most likely to prescribe puberty blockers for someone who wants them. Puberty blockers are medications that will stop your body from changing. They are usually given as an injection or an implant. They block the production of hormones to stop or delay the physical changes of puberty. The effects of the medication are only temporary, so if a person stops using puberty blockers, the physical changes of puberty will begin again. You can make this cartoon as cute as you want with the, I don't know what that thing was, the, uh, the hormone guy looking like a hot dog. Um, this is not good. And that puberty blocker stuff, it has not been adequately studied, not by a long shot. But there are people out there who are applauding like crazy. Uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, the first transgender something or other at the stuff. It has not been adequately studied, not by a long shot. But there are people out there who are applauding like crazy. 
uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, the first transgender something or other at the Health and Human Services Department. She was at a Democrat confab over the weekend, saying things she refused to say when she was under review by the United States Senate. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. And she repeated that same answer about two dozen times. That was her pat answer. Now she's actually doing stuff, and she, she got confirmed doing dangerous stuff for kids. Uh, hey, one more thing about the January 6th committee. Did you see Shay Moss last week? They brought her in, an election worker in Georgia. Yes, there's some controversy about her. I believe Donald Trump criticized her on a conference call with uh, election officials. She says she's still feeling the effect of all that. I think she's a drama queen. Take a look. This turned my life upside down. Um, I no longer give out my business card. I don't transfer calls. I um, don't want anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. I haven't been anywhere um, at all. That's not Trump's fault. No one's talking about Shea Moss anymore. If she wanted to lower her profile, maybe not go on national television. And also that thing with her mother yelling her name at the grocery store. Uh, that is not Trump's fault. OK, that's between you and your mom. Stay with us. We're going to meet a man who just had a major victory at the Supreme Court. His name is Joseph Kennedy. Guess what? He was fired from a high school for having this moment of prayer. He's a football coach. They fired him for this moment of prayer he would have with his team right after the game. But he gets his job back because the Supreme Court ruled for him. Six to three. We'll be right back. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Look at this. What could possibly be wrong with this scene? That's a high school football team, Bremerton High School, and the coach, and they're having a moment of prayer right after the game. Now, Bremerton is uh, outside of Seattle, Washington, and... <laughs> I mean, really, what could be the problem? Well, it turned out to be a big problem for Joe Kennedy. He was at the school from 2008 to 2015. They said, stop doing this or you're fired. Well, he kept doing it, as is, I believe, is right. They fired him. He took his fight to the Supreme Court. And guess what? He won. He won. 
believe it was a 6-3 decision. The Supreme Court sided with the football coach. What happens next? Uh, well, let's bring in the hero in all this, Joe Kennedy, former high school football coach at Bremerton. Welcome, sir, and congratulations. And your Thank lawyer, you. Jeremy Dice, uh, welcome to you, senior counsel at First Liberty. How do you feel right now, Mr. Kennedy? I, I, I can't stop smiling. It's... It's, it's settling in and, and realization that we won and the fight is over and we can all move on from here. Well, what does moving on mean? Uh, you got fired seven years ago. Uh, that's a lot of back pay, potentially. I hope, <laughs> I mean, what happens next? You want your job back? You want some money here? What happens next? The only thing I ever asked for was just to be able to be a coach and to be able to thank God after a game. That was it. And that's all I asked for. That's all I um, ever wanted. And that's what the Supreme Court said today. My lawyer could probably say it a whole lot better. But, yeah, I'm not asking for anything except those. All right. Well, uh, I may suggest uh, to your lawyer, I don't know, there might be some money involved, you know, waiting for you. He certainly deserves some in my book. But before I get to you, Mr. Dice, who caused the problem for you, uh, Mr. Kennedy, at the school? Was it uh, one of the students? Was it a parent? Was it a teacher? Was it somebody from a, uh, an away team? How did this start? Because, quite frankly, it seems you know, totally fine. Yes, it, it was from a compliment. One of the administrators from another school district saw what we were doing out there in the football field and called the principal and said, hey, I just want to say what your football program is doing is really awesome. So, of course, with any kind of compliment, you want to start an investigation. Their lawyers got involved and everything went completely sideways. So between a compliment and the district lawyers, yeah, that's where the mess started. So, uh, Jeremy Dice, I guess somebody got hung up on separation of church and state. Um, but that doesn't mean we leave our souls at home or we can only bring our souls to church. We go with them wherever. What was the substance, if you could summarize it for, for us, their objections to what Joe was doing? Well, they argued, or at least their attorneys argued in the in front of the Supreme Court, that uh, because students could see Coach engage in a private act of religious activity of some sort, that was coercion. So it was a sort of coercion by sight argument that they were making, that that violates the Establishment Clause. And so they were duty-bound, they thought, to snuff that out and to suspend coach and later fire him for that. But what the Supreme Court came back today to say was that they had that exactly backwards, that the Establishment Clause cannot be used to violate someone's free speech or free exercise rights, cannot be used to fire someone and violate their civil rights. Instead, this school district engaged in religious discrimination and violation of all those rights I just mentioned. And coach is, is, uh, is entitled to have his job back and be able to pray by himself at that 50-yard line once again, as is every coach in this country. Uh, here from the ruling, if we can put it up on the screen, please. They wrote here, a government entity sought to punish an individual for engaging in a brief, quiet, personal religious observance doubly protected by the First Amendment. And that's uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch who wrote that. Beautiful words. Did you ever dream that, you know, your, your, your high school, the 50-yard line, I mean, Bremerton, that they would one day be talking about this issue in the Supreme Court. Neil Gorsuch, the finest minds in the land, some of them, we hope. It's kind of got to be a little bit surreal. Yeah, I, there are absolutely no words that can describe it. And the whole idea that 
you know, I'm just a high school football coach. Only thing I wanted to do was just coach fo football and be out there with my guys. So it going all the way to Supreme Court is, I, I think it's kind of ridiculous, but I, I, now I know that, hey, what I was doing was okay. Wow. Well, uh, it's amazing. Um, I, Mr. Dice, back to you. You think they're going to, well, they can't appeal it, can they? <laughs> There's no higher court. So what are the immediate next steps? Well, thankfully, this court, uh, the, the justices reversed this case entirely. So they reversed the Ninth Circuit. They reversed the district court who made the wrong decisions. Uh, and they entered summary judgment on behalf of Coach Kennedy. That's a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo, I know. But what that means is that Coach is entitled to the relief he asked for, which is twofold. One, that he become a coach again at Bremerton High School. And uh, that when he is, he's allowed to pray after the game at the 50-yard line by himself for 15 or 30 seconds or whatever he chooses. And so uh, they really have no choice before them but to, to bring him back as a football coach and put him back out on the field. Now, I suppose they could, uh, could balk at that, but uh, they would just simply be defying the Supreme Court of the United States, which, you know, I'm glad to bring them back to the Supreme Court and have them explain why they'd like to defy that, that decision if, if they want to do that. We're fine with that, too. But I think better put, we yeah. might as well just go back to the fall and find out when he's got to appear for two-a-days this summer. All right, terrific. Hey, Joe, real quick, uh, it's been seven years. What, what have you been doing since uh, 2015? Uh, well, immediately right after everything started um, and I was just kind of sitting around going, what do I do now? Uh, right after the, the football season ended, I went back to school. I might as well, you know, do what I've been telling my kids to, you know, enhance yourself. So I just... Went back to college, got my degree, and uh, kind of been working, just living for the past seven years. Last thing, do you remember when they brought you in to fire you, the actual moment where it was official? Did they send you an email, or did they bring you in in person? How did that moment go down? Yeah, it was in person, and they handed me the letter, and it was, it was hard on both sides because these are friends of mine. You know, the school district, they're still friends of mine. We worked together for a decade. And if their lawyers didn't get involved, I think we could have worked it all out. So it was a lot of pain on both our sides. So I'm looking forward to remending all, all those relationships I had. It's just great. It's just great. I'm happy for you, happy for your team, the community, uh, all of it. Uh, congratulations, uh, Joe Kennedy and your attorney there, Jeremy Dice. If you want to get involved, if you're being hassled at work or, or whatever, go to firstliberty.org firstliberty.org. Thank you both very, very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Hey, we'll be right back with, uh, you know, Andrew Giuliani, the son of Rudy, is running for governor here in New York State, and he's doing very, very well. His father, Rudy Giuliani, is so proud <laughs> because his son has turned out to be quite the candidate. He's very, very good. We'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani becoming mayor of New York City on early January 1994. Everything changed. Everything changed. Uh, so much good happened under Rudy's leadership. Uh, totally transformed the city in so many ways. And on September 11th, 2001, he was, of course, well, America's mayor. And uh, as he was leaving office, Time Magazine very appropriately designated him Person of the Year, Man of the Year, remarkable and so well earned. Right now, Rudy is the most prominent and most enthusiastic campaigner for his son, Andrew, 
who is campaigning right now for governor. The primary is tomorrow. And Andrew Giuliani, who's just 36 years old, but has shown tremendous political talent, uh, could be the next governor of New York State. Who knows? And uh, Rudy Giuliani, how does that make you feel? You know, no, uh, no mayor has been able to get beyond being mayor. Your son just might be the next governor. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Well, of course, I'm very, very proud of him. Like your dad is of you. I even talked to him about it. It's, re it's remarkable. You know, he's, he's an extraordinary, talented man, and even more than I thought. When he started this, I was, of course, for him. I knew he had the capacity to do it. I didn't know he was this good. I really didn't. And his uh, his grasp of the issues, particularly the issue of crime and the economy, is remarkable. And the main thing that he has is passion, tremendous passion. Hey, Mr. Mayor, is somebody mowing the lawn right outside your window? I can barely hear you. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're at a big rally. We're at a big rally in Staten Island right around the corner from where I was attacked yesterday. <laughs> we have that, actually. You were at, a, I guess, a oh, delicatessen of some kind. I'm going to show the people what happened. And you tell me, because let me see the video, if you don't mind. Uh, this person with the hand on your back, I got to be honest, it doesn't look that bad, but I, I understand that looks uh, can be uh, deceiving. Uh, you know, that, that, was, that was the woman who was rubbing my back, not the guy who hit me you're watching. So the woman, that woman uh, gave a statement to the police that the guy hit me so hard that she herself almost fell from the reverberation of it. She's a city worker. There's a second grade detective. That That's that's the lady who uh, helped me. Oh, all right, Mrs. good. Now, that makes sense. Uh, well, look, I'm, 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 I'm sorry you were roughed up, but... Uh, Campaign trail is crazy. Are you at a monster truck rally? What's going on there in Staten Island? No, we had a monster. We had a monster rally. We had Ber We had Bernie here. We had Curtis Sliwa here. Of course, by the time they were finished, the crowd was going crazy. Then I got a chance to speak, and then of course Andrew. I think Andrew just finished. And if, this is this this is our home base, really. You know, last time they had a gubernatorial primary, only fourteen percent of Staten Island turned out. If we can get them to double that, we win. If we can get them up to 25%. Andrew's carrying about eight out of 10 votes here. You know, somebody was kidding around and said the guy who attacked me is the only guy who's not voting for us in Staten <laughs> Island. <laughs> well, listen, um, Andrew Giuliani used to work here, and I got to know him, and I like him a lot. As you know, he's a great guy. And I think he could be a fantastic governor. We'll see what happens tomorrow. The primary is yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, and please vote. Last time, too many, too few people turned out. People in Staten Island show up. People show up. We're going to win. All right. Turnout's always important. Thank you, Mayor Giuliani. And uh, say hi to Andrew, the candidate for governor. And we'll be right back. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. All the best.